Are you an ISA or agent struggling to convert your valuable leads? Or are you a team leader looking for advanced scripting and dialogue training for your team? Smart Inside Sales Conversion University is the industry-leading training program designed to give you the ninja-level scripting and objection handlers used by top teams across the country. Conversion U covers scripting, dialogue, objection handling, and closing skills needed to elevate your business through self-paced video training and live interactive expert coaching. Visit smartinsidesales.com slash conversion you to start today. Cash call, everybody. Dale R. Segan, Brian Curtis, back again for another riveting week. We are here to change your lives and your businesses. And literally, like, there are paychecks flowing from our mouths today. So you need to gather up this knowledge, use it in your real-life situations, in your real-life conversations with leads so that you can convert at a higher level. Uh, yeah, so do we have somebody? So Brian mentioned before we started the podcast, if anybody has any questions, chat them in. We'll read it out, answer your questions as we can. But, you know, Brian and I love playing calls uh, and really just uh, I, I can't think of a better example than real life stuff that happens. Right. Like if you want to understand how bus crashes work, you should probably study them. And so that's what we do. Right, Brian. Hi there, Alex. Absolutely. Brian is previewing his call so he can be prepared for you guys. What a master of his craft he is. He's doing it mid-podcast, like, you know, reviewing his call. Well, I was just trying to get it to start. Didn't mean to do that. So anyway, um, ignore the fact that I'm apparently computer illiterate today. And uh, we will get this thing going here just in a second. Hopefully it'll please stop. I can't find it. Okay. Well, I'll just okay. make it stop. Anyway, That's what happens. There we go. You know what? Oh my now... Cue the kid in a diaper from the back room walking in the door, um, which would, you would have a, that would be weird on many levels, Brian, since you don't have kids in diapers. No, and I don't want any. So uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, listen, so, I, let, let's get started, Dale. What you got for us today? Should we be serious? Yes. Um, so I have a call, a quick call here. And, uh, you know, I want to, I want to play this where I'm going to jump into a section in the call that can really go potentially sideways. And I, I want to play this for you guys because I want you to pay attention to certain things. You might not get caught, right? You might not get in trouble when you do certain things. However, you just might. And it can either go sideways for you in the conversation with the lead that you're talking to, or God forbid, there's some kind of like, you know, uh, fair housing tester or something that's listening to you. So we'll play this over here. Sounds great. Let me share sound and click the proper buttons. Okay, so we're jumping into the call. The agent or ISA is already talking to the lead and doing discovery. Listen to this. Uh, four bedroom, two bath. Are you? Is that primarily what you're wanting uh -oh, as well? I don't hear it. Yeah, something like that. Or either it doesn't have a fourth bedroom, a uh, a loft, or a small basement or something. Just somewhere for the kids to go. Okay. So basically three to four bedrooms, but some additional space. How old are your kids? Uh, 10 and 12. 10 and 12. Okay. That's pretty good. We're doing good so far, right? He gave up the kids. She asked about the kids. We're doing good. Keep listening. And how soon are you wanting to move? Um, probably one to three months. One to three. Oh, okay. So pretty quickly. So is it just you and the kids or uh, is it, do you have a wife as well? Okay. So... Uh, yeah, here's the problem for, you know, uh, usually that's going to fit 
people, but there are lots of instances where that may not fit people, okay? And so I don't want this to sound nitpicky. However, if this person is not heterosexual, if this person does not have a wife, does not have a significant other, that question can be off-putting and can immediately cause the salesperson to be very much out of rapport with the person that they're talking to. Now, some people who don't fit the mold of what she just said might just let it roll off their back and correct the person or whatever they may do. Or you might just completely destroy rapport and lose the potential piece of business because of the assumption that you've made. Oh, you're muted, Brian. You're muted. Never make an assumption is one of my favorite rules in sales. And it's funny, I'll tell just a crazy story. Um, my friend Billy, I won't say his last name, and I don't think he's even in, he's not in the business anymore. But once upon a time, Billy and I sold time to share together. And uh, he got a client who was a rather large woman. And he literally asked her when the baby was due. This woman won pregnant. Oh my gosh. Wow. And, you know, that's an extreme example. But here's the thing, you know, that's what my nine year old would ask uh, somebody. Right. Yeah. <laughs> My, my nephew, when, uh, when he would actually, my cousin, when we were kids, our, our great aunt was a very, very large woman. And he was like four years old and she walked by and, and he looks at her, he says, aunt Caroline, you got a big butt, you know, oh, of course, man. what are you going to say? Right. She right. looks back at him and says, yes, I do. But you know, that's family. <laughs> but here's the thing. If I make an assumption, you know, what happens if this one became even a man or a woman, but what happens, if, what happens if he got divorced a month ago? Like, yeah. Hey, is your wife moving? No, we got divorced and I hate that. Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, and thanks for bringing it up. Da, da, da. Now the guy's pissed or to yeah. your point, what if he's not straight or what if, you know, he has a significant other, but it's not his wife and they never want to get married. And so you said, it's not that big of a deal. I think it's a very big deal. Anytime yeah. we make an assumption, we are setting ourselves up. Yeah. Granted is, is that a safe question with probably 70% of the people that, yeah. But that means 30%. It's not a safe question with it. And to me, this is what cash call is about, is eliminating those little things. You know, I, I said this to my team earlier on our team meeting today. There's two reasons to show up for role play, which is kind of what we do here in, in essence. And those two reasons are to close more transactions or close the same number of transactions, just work less, you know, just don't right. work as hard. So, cause not everybody wants to close more transactions. In, in but, fewer conversations as I think what you were looking for. Close yeah. the same number of transactions with less conversations because you don't shit the bed as much, right? Right. So, do you, you know, who likes to do lead generation? I don't know a lot of people who do. So, you know, get better at that. So you don't have to do the thing you don't like to do very much. Right. And then, you know, either close more deals or close the same number of deals and don't work as hard. That's yeah. what this is about. Sharpen the sword. You know, that's, yeah. I'm all about that. So. Yeah, so Alex Montalvo uh, chatted in, maybe instead of wife or husband, significant other. Yes, Alex, that's exactly yes. what I would have done. So she can have the same exact question, just change it to significant other so that it it takes away the ability to screw it up and piss somebody off or offend them, right? So, hey, uh, great. So it's you and the kids. Is anyone else moving with you? You could even just do, is anyone else moving with you and avoid significant other so yep. that you, you really don't get in trouble there. Well, and you know, and I like your question because I was funny that you actually said that. That's actually what I was going to suggest. Because what happens if the mom's going to live with them? The dad, 
the mother-in-law, who knows? Is there anybody else besides you and your kids who's going to live in the house? Yeah, it's me and my wife and their, you know, her mother and her father. And, you know, that's great. And again, you're just being that person who's open. Don't make this stuff complex. There's plenty of complexity that's going to be created. Keep it simple. Yeah. Uh, Larry Bevilacqua wrote, why do you care if there's a significant other? Larry, it's part of discovery. Uh, you know, when you're doing discovery with a lead, um, not necessarily that you need to know significant other. However, getting as much information from somebody about their about their scenario uh, builds more rapport between the two of you, helps you understand them much better, makes them feel more comfortable with you that they've shared who they are and what's going on, and can be a source of leverage for you later on if you're trying to get them to talk to you or make decisions or whatever it may be. Um, so Larry, we're gonna listen to what this agent continues to do. And Brian and I are certainly gonna have some more opinion about it and we'll share that with you. I first wanna share something dumb. I, I wanna share this, I'm gonna, uh, we're doing confession, uh, right? This is my confession right now. So Brian and I sit here and we talk about, you know, you should do it like this, you should do it like, we're backseat driving everybody on here. Today, I was talking to a lead for training who wanted to talk about training with my company you know, having us do training for them. And I said stupid things that potentially could have screwed up the sale. And I know will eventually come back to bite me in the ass. So believe me, we say stupid things sometimes. But, you know, Brian and I have been doing this so long and that I could, I knew I was about to say something stupid. I was too far. It's like when you fall and you can't catch yourself and, it, and you did it. And you're like, I know I did that. I should not have done that. Like, I already know that was not the right thing to do. So anyway, most of you are here listening to stuff because you haven't gotten to the point that Brian and I have where you can literally hear the stupid thing coming out of your mouth as you do, or even think this is about to be a stupid thing I'm going to say, but it's too late and I'm doing it anyway. Yep, we've uh, all done it. And to Dale's point, we continue to do it. That's we why we practice because the reality is until you stop doing sales, you need to practice. <laughs> so. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's hear some more of what they have to say over here. Perfect. Uh, not oh, why. Crap, I got to share the screen. Share of the screen. Here it goes. Wait, am I sharing the right screen or the wrong screen? Hold on. Brian, you're not the only one today. Good. I was technically right. challenged earlier. Hopefully there I wasn't passwords that time. Yeah, fiance. So soon. Yeah. Oh, okay. So pretty quickly. So is yeah. it just you and the kids or uh, is that, do you have a wife as well? Uh, not wife, it'd be uh, fiance. So soon fiance. Nice. Well, congratulations. When are you guys getting married? Uh, not for sure yet, but probably within the year. Got it. Okay. Well, very cool. Is, is she around by chance? And honestly, no. So we'll talk about that question. Is she around by chance? I think she can celebrate this stuff a little bit more. Oh, that's fantastic. Good for you guys. Uh, have you already planned the way? Like, I think you can do a little more like, you know, rapport building friendly stuff around this information that you just got and be a little happier around it too. And then get back into the discovery stuff. And she didn't, you know, she asked the question, but she's not really doing much with that personal information. And I want to say, I agree with you. And I want to say, at least she's asking the question. A lot of calls that we listen to, oh, I just got engaged. Congratulations. Like, <laughs> right. or, or awesome. Okay. Like, you know, 
she is at least following and asking the next logical question. And, yeah. you know, yeah. take that away. Those of you who are doing calls and you haven't been maybe doing it for a long time, ask that next question. Somebody says, I'm engaged. Well, ask, you know, ask a question about that. Dig deeper into it. You know, people's favorite subject is themselves. And yeah. I know that yeah. we're focused on how do I get the appointment? How do I get this? Da, 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 da. And that's good. Yeah. But, you know, step one of every phone call is rapport. So, you, you know, it's funny, Brian. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I want to point out again, uh, personal experience, just just recently talking to a lead and they asked me how many kids I had and what their ages were. And so, of course, well, I want to tell you something. I don't give a shit how many kids this lead has or whether they have them or how old they are, frankly. But I asked anyway, because they asked me, I asked them, right, to mirror who, who they are and how they think about things and how they relate to other people. Now, does it make me a horrible human being that I don't care whether they had kids or how old they are? I don't know, but it's just my personality. I don't really care. Um, but point being, I'm going to emulate them and do that anyway, because to them, that's the way to carry on a conversation and get to know somebody. Yeah, you're, you're talking in their language for the lack of a better way to say it. Kids are important to this person. How do I know? They asked. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's that simple. Sometimes we try and make a puzzle out of something that ain't a puzzle. They asked about kids probably because they have kids and they have some interesting kids. So talk about kids. Maybe I should talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, great. So let's jump back over here. Oh, so the weird question that she just asked is, is she available? Right? <clears throat> right. Mm -hmm. I think what she was trying to do is like get the wife in on the conversation. So <clears throat> I think that I, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give people scripting on what I would do. And I'm sure they'd love to hear what you would do. I'm just gonna rewind it a little bit so we can hear that again. Uh, she is not sure yet, but probably within a year. Got it. Okay. Well, very cool. Is is she around by chance? Uh, Weird pause. Right. Okay. So if I were to redo that. Now, let's assume that she's trying to get the wife involved or sorry, the fiance involved. Uh, so I'll talk to you in that way, Brian. Oh, hey, that's fantastic. So uh, is your fiance around? I'd love to you know, have her jump in on the conversation, too, just to get what what's important to her about this move in the house that you guys move into. So just explain, take a little bit of the weirdness out. Like, you know, why do you want to know if my uh, person is available to talk to you? Just tell me why and make it you know, hopefully you're going to also give me the why and the what's in it for me or for them to alleviate the weirdness. So probably where I would have gone with this instead of asking that question is great. Um, two quick questions for you, Dale. What's her name? I like to just make, you know, oh, her name's Susie. Okay, great. So is Susie going to um, be looking at houses with us when we go to look at houses? That's yeah. all you got to do. Because yeah. ultimately, you just want to know if she's part of the decision making process. Well, if she's not even going to show up to look at the house, I got a pretty good feel for her decision. She ain't part of the decision making process, but <laughs> right. I'd say probably is, I mean, not guaranteed. Um, I could see, you know, um, me being getting engaged to somebody. I'm not remotely in that world right now, but you know, if I was single and got engaged and I would be my wife, to be wanted to go buy a house great pick it let me know because but not most people aren't like that so you're just trying to figure out what's going on you know what's her oh yeah no she's definitely gonna be there you know she's got a she's got a big say in what goes on well perfect you know so let's make sure that we include her because the last thing you want to do is have somebody show up i'm sure susie would be part of the decision making exactly alex so you know we don't want that person to show up and we have no idea who they are 
or we don't even worse we don't want them to not show up and then they goes well we got to show the house to susie because she ain't here today so you want to engage in that, you know, will she be coming with us? I'm going to, I would probably say this and I don't like assumptions, but I would probably say, I'm going to guess, and you correct me if I'm wrong, that, you know, she's probably going to have some input since you guys are getting married. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, like, you know, yeah. what man's going to buy a house without his significant other having an opinion on it? Yeah. Not let's going to stay married long. Let's so. clarify. Let's clarify assumptions. Okay. So when you said don't make assumptions, yes, I generally agree with that. Uh, however, I think that we need to explain to people because what you just did is you signaled, I'm going to make an assumption and I want you to tell me if I'm wrong because you're advancing the conversation and it needed to happen uh, in such a way, right? Where so I think let me make you... the assumption for you, Dale. Yeah. It, it, this is what people would do wrong. Oh, so Susie's going to come with us tonight? That's, That's an, an assumption. assumption that you can't make. Right. Because it's too far. I'm putting the words in that person's mouth and not giving them an opportunity without objecting to say. So I can say, so I'm going to guess that Susie's probably going to be with us to look at houses. Is that right? Yeah. You know, that's a whole different way to say the same thing. And we're, we're doing a presumption is what I want to say versus a, an assumption. Yeah, definitely. Excellent. Okay, cool. So that's all I had on that one. I just wanted to, you know, as I was reviewing that call, there were just some pieces of that discovery that were a little weird. And, you know, frankly, asking if the person has a wife can really can screw it up. And I'm pretty sure you can't ask somebody's marital status. That's a, that's a, uh, uh, what's that? Oh, discriminatory? Like a, uh, what's the, what is that thing called? Laws from 1974. Where you can't, can't discriminate against people? Fair housing. Fair housing. Thank you, Mary. Yeah. A, thanks. Thanks, Marv. Yeah, that's a fair. I believe that's a fair housing thing. You can't. Marital yeah, status yeah. is a protected class. There it is. Absolutely. Thank you, Alex. Okay. Does it happen well, all the I'm time? Yes. Brian, you got kids. You're married. Right. Uh, yeah, you can't do that. You're not supposed to do that. Yeah. And, and again, it doesn't benefit you. So ask it exactly how Dale and I, is there anybody else who's going to be moving with you? Yeah, my wife and three kids. Okay, perfect. Now we can say wife because that person told us wife or my my husband, my significant other. Who care? We don't care. Like if you care, then get in another business. But otherwise, just have that information so you don't stick your foot in your mouth. You right. Because you yeah. can look like a real moron if you assume somebody's, you know, straight who's gay or gay who's straight. I mean, those those are bad things to make assumptions about. And it's insulting. And it shouldn't, yeah. and it doesn't matter. Like I'm pretty sure your marital status has nothing to do with your ability to buy a house, right? So let's not worry about those things. I agree. All right. I'm going to share my call. Um, I'm going to preface this with, this is a horrible call. <laughs> Perfect. That's what we love here at Cash Call. So um, a little embarrassed by it. We're going to play it anyway. That's why we make the big cash, Brian. We help people have better calls. Five, one, five, five, nine, six. Okay. Who's giving page, right? Yes. Okay. Give me a second here. How's your day going so far? Um, it was good until about three minutes ago. So maybe that's not the best question to ask. How's <laughs> your day going so far? I've asked it. I don't know if you ever have, Dale, but I've asked it. I don't think it's a very good question. I don't. Mostly because I don't care, but that's because I'm dead on the inside. Uh We'll go through that therapy session later, but um, <laughs> but ultimately, there's a 50% chance that you're going to get somebody. Well, my day sucks. This basically, this woman goes into why her day sucks. Well, that that's right. not where we want to have a conversation. <laughs> no, 
No, no. So I'm going to keep playing. Are you talking so about negative stuff before I get in? A, a file is corrupt. The file that I need. So. Oh no. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Well, hopefully you can get that fixed. Yeah. I'm talking about real estate. System is running a little slow. I apologize. Okay, so can you pause this? Is she doing this because the, well, what's the woman calling for? To set an appointment or to ask a question? Or we don't even know yet. So it's a FISBO house and uh, she's trying to get information about it. Um, she basically said, I didn't play the front end of it. It's just, a, but it's basically someone, there's a Zillow call and they, and they got connected to Zillow and it's a for sale by owner and the person didn't want to talk to an agent. And so we're not doing anything to overcome that. We're just kind of fiddling around and looking it up on the internet. Okay. And we knew that right now we know it's a FISBO and the person doesn't want to talk to us or we find that out later. Um, I can't remember. <laughs> so. Okay. so you're looking to purchase a home in Silent Springs or are you looking no, just I, an I'm area? Just, I'm looking for a specific kind of property and that house might be it. So we talked about assumptions earlier. This is what actually kind of cued it to me as I was playing this call, prepping for this. That sounds, that's a horrible assumption. So they made an inquiry about one city. Yeah. And, and if you know my market, which I understand you probably don't, um, our market is a bunch of tiny little towns. So living in, you know, you could live in 10 different towns and still basically live in my market. So to make the assumption that this person only wants to live in that one town is a really bad assumption. And it just, and it, you guys, well, why does that matter? You know, who cares if they made an assumption and then the person corrected them? That's not how you build rapport. People like people who get them. This person doesn't get her. Why? Because she asked a question that she made an assumption about, oh, this person, doesn't. what I heard was, oh, this person doesn't get me at all. Now, granted, we're only a minute and 52 seconds into this phone call, but let's do things to build rapport, not break it. So when you make assumptions about the other person, if you happen to get it right, that might help you. But we don't have enough information to be making those guesses yet in my world. And I see agents all the time make assumptions. Oh, you want this? No, I just happen to like this one particular house. Right. You know, it's not really what I'm looking for. So anyway, please stop making assumptions, I guess is my point. Okay. Yeah. Eventually we get through this part. I thought this was a for sale by owner. Is it a for sale by owner? I thought Hold it on. was. That can, be, that can be the reason why it's not pulling up for me here. Hold on. Oh my gosh. I went other way. And you're through the rewards program to Zillow? No. Or did you just, did you call? There's there's another assumption. Oh, you, so you're, you're calling about the rewards program from Zillow. Nope. So listen to how much we were just constantly pushing this person away, getting further and further away from any kind of rapport. I, Hello I or call, number? No, I didn't. I didn't call. I just filled out a form online because um, oh, I wanted no. to talk to the owner. I I don't know how any of this works. I thought it was going to be shot to the owner since it's listed for sale by owner. Um, but yeah. you called me. <laughs> So. Yeah. So yeah, when you fill out some stuff online, sometimes you, you I'm probably not gonna be the only, only agent calling you. You probably have a few more calling afterwards, unfortunately. Okay. But it looks like I got the home here. It's a brick home, right? With a little bit of bluish gray on it. Yeah. Okay. So this one, 
I showed that it actually, it's weird because it shows that they purchased it in December 31st of 2021. Hold on. Okay, yeah, it's not for sale by owner. It we couldn't hear you because of the recording. February 7th. And the, it looks like it's with Realty Mart. So, yeah. So okay. you're good. But they'd actually went pending already. They have like an it. office pending already. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, unfortunately. Okay. So I'm going to stop playing that now. Um, plenty of opportunity to do better here. Um, yeah. For obvious reasons. And so Dale says this all the time, and I've, I've, I've completely bought into his philosophy on this. Stop trying to answer the questions based on the information you have. You need to be in control of, of asking the questions and you can hear like the unbelievable questions. This agent's like, I might as well just say, I'm completely lost. I have no idea what's going on. You know more than I do. Um, the, lead, the lead knew more than her, unfortunately. <laughs> The lead didn't even know much and still knew more than her. And so that happens when you become customer service rep person instead right. of salesperson, because all this person had to do is, hey, I'm going to look this up real quick while I'm looking that up. What are y'all looking for? Because she said there's some kind of unicorn house that she's looking for, but we still don't know what that unicorn house is. Yeah. And by the way, the second she said it was pending, which of course we agree that you like, never do, click. So- yeah. I, you know, not our best <clears throat> call, not real happy. I don't know if this was a, excuse me, a convertible lead or not, but I do know that we didn't try. Basically, yeah, no. we said, hey, I make $12 an hour and let me provide you the information that a person who makes $12 an hour gets. And again, I'm not trying to pick on people making 12 bucks an hour. That's not my point. My point is, if you're going to be a customer service rep, then you're not going to do very well in this business because you're not going to be able to flex. You're not going to be able to, to think on your toes. You know, in my opinion, um, oh, okay, I'll come back to that. In my opinion, our job is to meet people, convince them we provide them value and work with them. That's basically what I'm trying to do. So somebody asked a great question. Jacqueline says, what is the alternative to avoid saying it's pending? So here's the thing, Jacqueline, I'm not saying that I wouldn't say it's pending, but I'm not going to say it's pending until I've done discovery. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to that person and say, oh, it's available. Let's go look at it. I'm not going to remotely suggest that. Yeah. But I don't give that piece of information until we've had a discussion and I've built some rapport and I'm trying to help this person so they can go, oh, great. And then I can say, hey, you know, you know Jacqueline, unfortunately, that property is unavailable right now to yeah. go take a look at. However, we might be able to go take a look at it as a backup offer. And I could go into my pitch about how, you know, two out of 10 houses are falling out. It might be worth our time to go look at it, at least get a backup offer in a case. So, but just coming out and go, yep, it's pending. The answer is thanks. Click buy. So don't give that information right away until you've built some rapport. And so you've got some information so you can help this person. So yeah. I'd love to hear your thought on that. As so well. let's role play this. I agree with exactly what you said. Now let's role play this, Brian. Okay. okay. Because I'm going to use our typical Zillow script for an inbound inquiry, right? What's okay. going to happen is you believe that it's a for sale by owner. You believe that you were supposed to have been connected to the owner of the property, right? The actual seller. Okay. <clears throat> so you're going to play that role because that's basically what was going on. Now, 
I, I just want to demonstrate for people, this is going to go wrong because I'm going to use our typical Zillow script. It's going to go sideways and I want everybody to notice what I'm going to do instead right. of, you know, sticking with a typical, oh, Brian's going to play a regular buyer and play along with my discovery. Let's, we're going to do that. Okay. Now, everybody, I'm not looking this property up. I'm standing in line at the grocery store. Okay. And I'm going to take this call. So the phone rings and I'm going to say, Hey, this is Dale Archdeacon with Amazing Realty. Uh, uh, Brian, it looks like you're interested in 123 Main Street. When would you like to go see the property? Dale, actually, uh, are you the owner of that property? I am not the owner, no. I'm, I, I'm an agent here with Amazing Realty, and I wanted to see if you'd like to go see that property. It sounds like you're interested in it. Well, I really just wanted to talk to the seller. That's oh, got I it. I was okay. being connected. I fill out a form. I thought I was going to get to talk to the seller. Oh, yeah, that must be really confusing. What did you want to ask the seller? Well, I, I understand this is a for sale by owner, so I'm not even sure why I'm talking to a real estate agent. Got it. Okay, so you were on a, you, so Zillow's a real estate site. When you go through Zillow, you end up working with a real estate agent. If we happen to work really well for you and we help find the properties that you're looking for, get you inside them and help you negotiate. So uh, are you currently working with an agent? No, no, absolutely not. No. Okay. Got it. So what's interesting to you about this property? Uh, you know, it's had a big lot and uh, I liked it. it. had a pretty living room. Okay. So there. now we're in discovery, everybody. Like I didn't know it was a for sale by owner. I've just shifted gears with this guy, right? Where now he might fight me if he's like, no, 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 I'm not using an agent. In which case, if he's no, 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 I'm not using an agent. I just want to speak to the owner of the property. Then at that point, I've got what's probably going to happen is this guy's going to end the conversation with me really fast. So I need to make a pitch real quick, right? It needs to be a very quick pitch to see if I can hook the guy. Listen, Brian, I know some people want to try to do the first sale by owner route. It's really frustrating, takes a lot of times and time and you end up with these weird calls where you, you don't know where you're going and you don't end up where you want to get to. So if you've ever used an agent, have you ever used an agent before, Brian? Have you ever used an agent to buy a house? Yes. You have. Great. How was the experience? It was fine. It was fine. Okay, great. So what's important to you about not using an agent this time? Well, I just don't want to get a better deal. I figure I'd go for sale by owner and that way no one gets paid commission. And then that, that commission can get passed on to me, basically. I might be able to save ten, fifteen thousand dollars I think that makes perfect sense, Brian. I absolutely want to save as much money as I possibly can too. And uh, if I were in your position, I'd probably want to do the same thing. Let me ask you this. If I were able to get you a better deal on a house and show it to you on paper than what you could probably get for yourself, would you at least spend five minutes to talk to me to find out how I can do that? Yeah, I got five minutes. Okay, cool. Good. So that was the close, everybody. And I liked it. Thank you. So that's kind of the way that this conversation should have gone. Would the style be a little bit different for different people? Absolutely. So this particular agent, her style would be a little different. She'd be a little softer, maybe, uh, maybe a few more words. The point is that she didn't need to know what property. She didn't need to know anything about the property. And in the weird edge case that you get somebody who's calling about a for sale by owner and wants to talk directly to the seller, I just pivoted and went to you, who you are as a person, what you're trying to do. Yeah. And so for those of you who listened to that, basically what Dale did is he changed the subject. And because 
I can't connect that person with the seller. I cannot solve that problem, right? And basically and sales is about solving problems. And actually, I really don't even want to solve that problem because it completely cuts me out of the loop. So if I solve that problem, I'm even worse off than I was before. So what Dale did is he shifted to a problem he could solve, which was, oh, so why do you want to talk to a seller? Well, I just want to save money because the market's horrible and I'm trying to save money. Oh, great. So if I could save you money, that's basically what, now we're talking about saving money. I can, I can do that. I can have that conversation. I can show my value. But if we get, and that's why I see people get stuck in, in objection handling is they go, well, you don't want to talk to the seller because the seller's not going to give you a better deal. Bah, 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 bah. Okay. What yeah. I just said was true. It's yeah, no, I don't. True. Yeah. But, yeah, exactly. I, but I never, we know. So we teach people not to do that like negative takeaway thing because Nobody wants to believe you anyway. Who are we, salespeople? Nobody wants to believe a salesperson. Yeah. So I, I like to refer what Dale did as a level shift. We're going to shift and talk about something that we can actually do something about versus getting stuck in this box that, you know, we didn't even, in this scenario, we didn't create this box. It's not our fault that the person thought they were going to talk to him, but we're in a little bit of a box, right? We're not the seller. We don't, we can't let you talk to the seller and therefore if we're going to have any success, we're going to have to talk about something else. So, you know, unfortunately, you know, and this is a great opportunity with this property being pending, you know, Dale, unfortunately, this property is pending. If we had done some discovery, I've got two or three other properties in mind that, you know, might fit your criteria. And, you know, why don't we just go meet and then we can see if it's something that we might want to work together. You know, I've got time available on Tuesday or Thursday, which they worked better for you. So, we've got to get away from those objections that you can't close. They're conditions, actually. The condition is, I don't know the seller. I can't let you do that. So I got to yeah. talk about something else over here. So yeah. um, there's a couple of questions that I know we're kind of running over, but I want to make sure we cover those. <laughs> what are the main elements of discovery? Alex Montavo says, um, who, what, why, where, when? Who, what, why, where, when? Yeah. So I say uh, it, who, where, <laughs> when, why, what, and how much? Oh, yeah. Yeah, who, what, why, where, when, and how is what I say. I call it six W's. I know that how's it, how starts with an H, but it has a W at the end. So I call it six W's. And uh, ultimately, you know, those are the things we're trying to figure out. Someone says, why is the most important part of discovery? I, I agree. Why is a very, very important part of discovery. But if you miss some of the other parts, you're, you can screw yourself in a different way. You know, for example, um, who, what, what, you know, do you own, do you, do you currently own a home? You know, what, and if you don't ask that question, you can go out and show property to people. And then they find out that Dale listed their house and Dale convinced them you should only work with one agent at a time. And now you got fired. So there's every part of discovery in my mind is important. I love why, because I'm going to come back to it. I would say, why is your biggest lever? But I would say all the parts of discovery are very, very important. Yeah. Absolutely. Alan Ruiz uh, asked, how would you handle it if you set up the appointment to your sales agent? So meaning, I don't know if I'm a team leader and I'm going to give it to my agent or if I'm an ISA and I'm setting it for an agent on my team. So Alan, anytime that we're setting an appointment for somebody else, yes, Alec, uh, Alan is an ISA. Alan, everybody's your partner. Okay. Uh, Alan, great. I'd love to meet you, show you that property. Uh, my partner, Brian, will actually be opening the door for you on Wednesday when you guys see each other. That easy, right? You talk about it like it's you, or you could even mention we, so you go from I to we to they, uh, if that makes sense. Yeah, Brian, listen, we would love to, or I would love to work with you to help you find a home, get you and your wife into a new place. Oh, you want to go see that property? Great. We'd love to show it to you what day works for you. Wednesday, fantastic. Listen, my partner, Brian, 
will be there on Wednesday at whatever time to show you the property, just like that. And you could say too, you know, if you want to do, you can transition. Hey, so we work as a team and, uh, you know, my job on the team is to, you know, have discussions with people, get them set up, working forward. And uh, Brian, one of our partners will be there to show you the house this afternoon at three o'clock, you know, and, you know, to do that. By the way, when I hang up, I'm going to do a three-way text between me, you and Brian and do that introduction. And that way you guys will have each other's contact information. And if for, you know, for some reason you need to talk to them before them, right, you got that. So, you know, it's okay to say that you're inside sales or you're, you know, I wouldn't say that verbiage because that's, ling you know, industry language, but it's okay to say, look, each of our agents have a role or each of our people on our team have a role. I think that's great. When I used to go to listing appointments, I would talk about that all the time because there's a perception and I don't know why in real estate this perception exists, but it does that I should work with one person and only one person. I don't want to talk to anybody else on your team. I've gotten that objection. I know Dale's gotten that objection. And, you know, so be prepared how to handle that objection. And that's basically like, look, you're going to get to hire me. When you hire me, you're going to get 30 other people for the same exact price. And yeah. we're going to make sure that we are available. That's why we have a team because we know that this market is super hot. And if you want to go see a property, unfortunately, one of our agents might not be available, but one of them will be. So we promise you that that's what, that's our commitment to you, that we're going to get you into that house in a very reasonable period of time. And somebody on our team will be there. Does that feel like something that could benefit you in this market? So don't make your team or the fact that you're an ISA or that you have a showing partner, don't make that be a negative thing. Make sure you spin it and make it a positive. And by the way, I'm not just saying that I believe it is. Yeah. In fact, we had, uh, we played a call by an ISA in one of a previous uh, uh, sessions of cash call. Uh, Brian and I told her not to make it weird, make it easier. She then on the next contact, next time she set an appointment, made a recording. It wasn't weird, no problem and smooth sailing. So don't make it weird, Alan. Okay. All right. Great seeing everybody. Thanks for joining us for Cash Call.